You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. The Bible says he made his way known to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. He made his will known, his way known to Moses. Only those who know his way can reproduce his acts. So it is important that we don't only look at the acts of God. More, more importantly, you understand the ways of God. And the ways of God are thoughts. Hallelujah. So, listen again and again. The Lord is calling us into something deeper. You know, and we have to be aware of this. The Bible says that unto him that is able to do a similar abundant level, all we ask for it. I just want to ask you, where is that? <laughs> Let's read Ephesians 3 20. Are you there? What I want to talk about today, we will talk more about it on Sunday. Don't miss Sunday, we are talking about dreams. There is a dimension more than what we see. And I want to explain why the pharaohs of this world will continue to dream. Why the Nebuchadnezzars of this world will continue. And I will explain that it is for the glorification of the saints. But saints must understand interpretation. So we talk about why you should dream. Why the spirit of God, why the Bible says that when I pour my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Why is this one of the effects of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? But we start somehow tonight. And then on Sunday, by the grace of God, as God grants us the opportunity. So the Bible says, now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly, above all that we ask or think. What is the last part there? According to the power that is at work. Now, when you study the Bible, it is important to pay attention to every single word. The Bible is not saying that according to the power that is in you, but according to the power that is at work. So there can be 100 votes of power in you, and only 40 votes can be at work. That's what I want to talk about this on Sunday. One of the powers at work in you is ability to dream. And we'll get there on Sunday. But understand that, I think I spoke about this last, last year. The most important thing to human beings are not even miracles. There are questions that stand before people. Everybody wants to know, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I from? Where am I going to? What can I do? Those are five questions. Whether you're an American or an African or whoever, from time to time, and at times, if you don't know what has been before you, you cannot understand what you are doing now, and you can't know what will be, will be happening later. I think during the Bible study on Sunday, I explained why anytime Jesus appeared, like he appeared to uh, uh, John in Revelation chapter 1, he introduced himself as the one that is. He started with the present. Then there was, and that is to come. Only God can live in these three realms at the same time. 
Then when he appeared in the Old Testament, he called himself Alpha and Omega, which he repeated in that Revelation chapter 1 also, for a reason. Now, I want to say something tonight, and I want us to pay attention to this. It will be a prelude, just something into what we'll be talking about on Sunday. According to the power that is at work in us, see, the Bible said the art of a wise man understands times and seasons. You are in this church. You are to understand the season that we are in. And one of the things I want to begin to say is the fact that God is limited to the capacity that you offer to him. That means the workings of God in your life can be accelerated or can be reduced in speed by you. Honestly speaking, there is no place for an unserious Christian. When you see the vision that is before you, mm, the Bible says concerning Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I can tell what you are seeing by how you are living. Forever, to whom much is given, much is also, if you know that generations are at stake, I mean, there, is a, there will be a problem with a generation, except to rise, it will put responsibility on you on how you live your daily life. That's what the Bible says. Everyone that has this hope in himself purifies himself as is pure. Once there is that hope, once there is that vision, once there is that goal before you, it controls how you live. And those who don't have it live anyhow. There is something stronger than a lamb that can take you from your bed. I told them on the island yesterday, and I want to. Sorry, can I get uh, no protocol around today? No wonder, no anchor chief. I'm sweating. I'm a missionary in Nigeria. I'm not of this nation, you know. God asked me to come here because of you. So, <laughs> amen. <laughs> One day, the snow was falling. I was somewhere in central London, and a family was coming to see me. So, while I was waiting, I just got tired of staying in the room. So I was walking up and down the front of the hotel, praying in tongues. And I was very short sleep. So when they arrived, they were, you know, <laughs> after 10 years of living in the UK, they were still wrapped in pullovers. And the husband came down and said, sorry, pastor, are you well? Because I, I was smoking, you know, coming out of my talking. And I was just walking up and down. And I told the people, I said, you don't understand me. If I ever complain that I'm feeling cold, somebody should be freezing by then. And all those who stay with me, they understand very well. Every night I put on all the, I, 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 it's so difficult for me to feel, you know, oh, it's because there's so much Holy Ghost fire inside, you know, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, one of the evenings, and if you, you, you we just been around me for a while, you will quickly notice that one of the evenings in Abia Kuta, the pastors came to see Apostle Man, so it was extremely cold at the suit where it was, so it was like, ah. So he told Victor that, can you put on, put up the AC? Then looked at me and said, ah, Pashola is here. So how do we do now? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So do I have an anchor? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. See, I'm already sweating. It's always like that. Thank you so much. I will soon go to Canada where I should be. 
<laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? <laughs> okay. When did I stop? <laughs> so I remember, I just, want to, I just want to be sure that you are following me. So when did I stop? Before I started talking about cold or... <laughs> Thank you. I was saying something very important that everyone that has this hope in itself purifies that how you live. Because to whom much is given, much is expected. And we are talking about this because, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lest I forget, let me say this to everybody. March begins on Sunday. This is not a doctrine, but hear me very well. Everybody here, cultivate the habit of praying in the middle of the knife. Psalm 19 verse 2 says, day after the altar speech, night after night is showing knowledge. Daniel chapter 2, I think verse 19, the Bible says, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Answers to the predicament in your office and situations of your life will mostly come to you very early in the morning or in the middle of the night. When mortal men are asleep, even if it's 30 minutes, wake up and pray. Angelic activities are heightened in the middle of the night. So demonic activities as well. Wise people don't sleep in the night. Most of your politicians who control your cities don't sleep in the night. There is a reason. Songs are downloaded in the night. And I can take you through the Bible. You are going to see this. We might get into some of this in a more serious way on Sunday. God never walked through those sacrifices that Abraham pulled down until he got dark. And Abraham started from evening, but God never walked through. A deep darkness fell upon Abraham and he fell asleep. Then in the night, there is a reason. There is a reason why when you read Genesis chapter 1, you will never find and the morning and the evening. You always find and the evening and the morning. The real day starts in the evening, in the night. Why did Jesus walk on water around 3 a.m. and 4 a.m.? Not in the day. If we have time, we are going to explore all these things. But make no mistake about it. If you wake up night and you go wee-wee <laughs> and go back to your bed and change the gear, only by the revelation of the Holy Spirit can you capture fully what is about to happen in this church. I told you if I did not ask Apostle Samuel to come in the morning, he insisted on coming. And he kept saying that what I say about this church is unique. Get ready for something unusual. If you are not very serious, you'll be replaced. Because once there is a demand on your life, you have to rise up to that responsibility. What I want to share with you tonight is just to let you know about the fact that pursuit is an evidence of desire. You cannot claim to desire something that you are not vigorously pursuing. Let's examine Elijah and Elisha. And get something from this story just for tonight. Are you with me? Oh, the way so many Christians live. This is why at times I pray that the vision of heaven for your life be revealed to you. When Apostle Paul saw it, in now 26, he was talking to him. He said, wherefore King Agrippa, verse 19, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. This thing that you are seeing that today I'm in shipwreck, tomorrow I'm being beaten, I'm being stoned, and I'm moving on. I am seeing something that others are not seeing. You should see something for your family. 
We'll talk about how to see on Sunday. It's important. You should see what God has planned for your life. For we are his workmanship. Ephesians 2 10, created in Christ. For the work that God has ordained that we should walk, there is something measured before you. And I will also talk about, oh, God bless Apostle Emma, the way he brought about some of these things on Sunday. The Bible said the kingdom of God is like a net. That's where the idea of network came from. Your responsibility will help or destroy someone else. Imagine me saying no to God. I was going to do master's in Birmingham. When he told me to come to Lagos, when I just finished submitting my transcripts in Banawa Markets some years back, imagine if I had said no. All of us wouldn't be here. Sunday wouldn't happen. What about Abel Kuta? All that will come to me because it's always a privilege to be used of God. We are not better than anybody. I came back to Lagos and I sat back and I imagined the 5,000 plus people that attended the meeting in Abel Kuta. I have received too many SMS too many WhatsApp messages between Friday and now. Even my own parents were there. And my parents saw, they called me, like, wow, son, this is. Senior pastors in the city have received messages from everybody, blessing, praying. What of if I refuse to go? The first one, many people did not cooperate with us. It didn't look easy. And this is one of the things that must be communicated to this generation. That the fact that something is started by God does not mean it to be easy. We are not called to do what is convenient. Yes, sir. We are called to do the will of the Father. Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. You know, I just sat back there and I just imagined that as the meeting about that was going on from the, t- t- uh, like a week to the meeting till the last day of the meeting, I was not feeling fine. I will just speak the word. I will sit down, continue the whole thing. Just about the last day to the meeting, I got well. Just like that. Maybe because 70% well. When Lagos was happening by Sunday morning, 90% by Sunday evening, just like that. It's a problem when you allow the devil to hinder you by what he throws on your way. Did you, get, did you hear what I've just said now? If you look at the wind, you will not plant. If you look at the sky, you will not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, the Bible says that it came to pass when the Lord was about to take Elijah by wild wind. And there is so much to glean from this story. Then Elijah said to Elisha, let's read. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Second Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. Immediately we get what we are saying tonight. We will have a great church. And that is what we will do, part of what we will do on Sunday. God gave me an instruction while I prayed yesterday. I don't, I'm going to say that on Sunday. He asked me to say during the service on Sunday that 70 people, he said, ask for 70 people who will make up their mind that every Sunday for the next 12 Sundays, they will never come to church without inviting somebody. He said, you have told people to evangelize. He said, now I'm telling you to call for 70 people. And he showed me from Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent out 70. He said, tell them that my power and my glory will come upon them as they do my will. And they will see the effect of it in everything that they do. So I'm going to make that call on Sunday. 
and you will see the kind of power this people will be operating in. It's a call. It's just a call. Like we make one talk, we want to give a life to Christ. Sometimes they make a call. If you want to give the church, they want to give, want to sow a seed. But this one is a call to service. I never thought about this before. I was praying yesterday, and the Lord just said that to me, that that is part of what I wanted to do on Sunday. I don't know who the 70 people are, but you will see what will be happening to them and the kind of signs and wonders they will be reporting as they reach out to people. It's the Holy Spirit. Why did he say that to me? Because of the demand on this church. Before June, there is a place the Spirit of God expects us to have been. And we must not fail God. Are you following what I'm saying? This is very important. The Bible says, It came to pass when the Lord would take Elijah into heaven by a wild wind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal, and Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went to Bethel. And the sons of the prophet that were Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yes, I know. Hold your peace. In other words, shut up. Verse 4. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophet who are Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yes, I know. Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry, I pray here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And the two of them went on. And the fifty men of the sons of the prophet went and stood to view afar off. Ah, Please help me tell your neighbor. Don't stay away from the action. Don't be far from what God is doing. Let's read on. The two of them stood by Jordan, and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the water, and they were divided either either. either. So the two went over on dry land, and it came to pass when they were gone over, where others couldn't read them anymore. Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Some have said double portion. There is nothing like double portion of your anointing. It didn't say your anointing. It said double portion of your spirit. There are two different things, but they are not for tonight. And he said, thou hast asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me, when I'm being taken from thee, it shall be so. But if not, it shall not be so. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went by wide wind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. He took out of his own coat and rent them into two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood at, by the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the water and said, Where 
is the Lord God of Elijah. And when he had smitten the water, they parted in that theater and Elisha went on. And when the sons of the prophet which were saw him, they went and they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and they bowed themselves to the ground before him. This is a very powerful passage. I want to call your attention to a few things. When Elijah was lifted, the first thing Elisha did was to tear his own garments. That talks about change of level. Scripturally speaking, in Old Testament, and then figuratively speaking, under the prophetic, your garment represents the level you are spiritually. So where we read in Zechariah, when Joshua was wearing a filthy garment, the high priest, and God wanted to change his stature, they removed the garments. Joseph's garment was changed when he was in the prison and he was going to be the prime minister. You are going to find this severally. When they wanted to sell him as a slave, the first thing they did was to remove the clothes of many colors that the father gave to him. Everybody that was lifted in the Bible, their robes were changed. So when the prodigal son got to him, the father called. The first father said, set a new attire on him. Because what he's wearing now connotes a missing child. Now that he's back, something must change. That must have been the reason why the veil tore from top to bottom also when Jesus resurrected. To mean that something new has taken place. So Elijah, Elisha, seems to be who he was. After these things happened, he desperately needed something and he pursued it. The sons of the prophet desired the same thing. But, hey, this is where believers, see, there is nothing expensive in God's kingdom that drops cheaply. Are you following me? Are you following me? Praise the Lord. There is nothing of great value in God's kingdom that will just come upon your head like that. Can I add this? Neither will you fulfill your purpose on earth cheaply. It's not so. Precious things are expensive. There is a price to pay to discover your purpose with God and to walk, walk in it. It is very, very expensive. Can I hear amen? God didn't make it expensive to punish us. This world is too dark. Too many distractions. Too many arrows coming your way. So to settle down to understand God's pattern for your life will take a lot from you. Hallelujah. Our people have reached out to things. They almost got it. And they decided. So possibly we are not of them that draw back to perdition. In this case, it was Elijah that was trying to discourage Elisha. He said, stay. Did you notice all the sons of the prophet understood prophetically that somebody was being taken? They knew that Elijah was going to be taken. But he said they could not pay the price to go and follow. Elijah never said to them, don't follow me. So they understood times and season. But they were not willing to pay the price. They even said, your master, not our master, your master. And Elijah said, no problem. Then Elijah said, these four places, they are very, very important. Gilga, that was where the journey started from. They moved to Bethel. They moved to Jericho. They moved to Jordan. 
when they got to Jordan, he never asked him at Gilgal, what do you want? He did not ask him at Bethel, what do you want? He did not ask him at Jericho, what do you want? But when they crossed over to Jordan, a place of no return, you could only make your way back after Jordan by the anointing. If the anointing did not come upon him at the other side, it was sunk. Nothing. Because they crossed over by Elijah parting it. They didn't use any boats. So you must receive something higher than yourself to be able to make your way back. Otherwise, you remain at the other side forever. And the Bible says, thank God, Elisha saw it. So he tore his own robe that this level ends here now. And he picked the mantle of Elijah. All things are passed away. Oh, the guy followed. The guy followed. At the beginning of every year, people make resolutions. By 30 days into the year, they've forgotten it. This year, I won't gossip. This year, I won't eat rice. This year, I won't drink coke. People make resolutions. And then, they cannot keep. All I'm showing you tonight, Apostle Paul said, one thing I do is a language of achievers. Forgetting the things that are behind. Oh, when you get to know that the kingdom of God is going to be affected, whether you add value to yourself or not, you will sit tight. God cannot use you beyond how much capacity you have developed. Let us start this way. None of those slaves wrote the first five books of the Bible. Moses was the only one who was fortunate to be raised in the palace and who understood letters. Civilization started from Egypt. So Moses was the one that God could trust to write. I'm going to get there on Sunday. Why did God give vision to Pharaoh, not Joseph? If God revealed to a man in the prison the future of the nation, what could he have done about it? The Almighty does not waste his resources. Nebuchadnezzar became king, so he didn't know God. God can give interpretation, but he gives the dream to somebody who has the capacity to execute. Because if you show a person who has, what, what is he going to do? When Cyrus told Israel to go back to their country, you know what led to it? Historically, they had captured the old world. There was a slave girl that had been captured by Cyrus. Who told Cyrus one day, your lordship, do you know that our book, the parchment or whatever, Ask your name in it. Sarah said, well, I'm the world ruler. It's like Donald Trump, president of America, president of the entire world. He said, so everybody should know my name. The lady said, no, sir. The interesting thing about this is that this book was written 150 years before you were born. So Cyrus called the scribe that, bring me that book. A book talked about me 150 years ago. They said, yes. And he opened it and he saw. So he read the rest of the prophecy. That the reason why the two life gates were open before him will be to ask Israel to go back. So that made it to believe in the prophecy, and that was why he gave them authority to return back. That was what happened. God couldn't use any other person to tell them. He must be the one who had that power over you and in that sense to say, let them start their own country and nobody should stop them. This is very important. When saints know this, there is a limit to what you can achieve as a teacher. Your authority grows more or your capacity is expanded when you are the principal over that school. As a principal, you can influence the kingdom of God more and establish and institute the kingdom more than as a teacher. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. As the owner of the apartments, you can give more influence to God in the apartment than somebody's cutting. Because you are the master of the one that is cutting you. Who can say, I don't want fellowship here? When saints start thinking this way, you will know that there's a serious responsibility on our heads to rise up. Are you with me? This is what you should think when you are watching too many movies. I need to expand my capacity. I need to enlarge my capacity. Guys in America are waiting for you. They will not listen to one person who has educated himself in the village. They will not. Oh my God. I, I hope we get it. See, I was blessed by, among many things that Don't Say told me, he told me one thing. He said, I inherited over 3,000 books from my father. He said, name any concordance and any book. That's Don't Say Echo. And he said, Pastor, let me shock you. My father never went to any school, not even primary school. He met Christ as an illiterate and he decided, I won't stay an illiterate. No formal education. Yet the father could read an average of four books per week. He wrote books. Churches were inviting to help them prepare Bible study manual. Someone that never went to school. How hungry are you? And how desperate are you to see the plan of God your life come to pass? It does not come on anybody sleeping and waking up on the bed. You see, whatever will be, will be. There's nothing like that. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Oh, said one thing I do. Forgetting the things that are behind. Whatever I have done, I forget it immediately. He said, reaching for then he used one strong word. He said, I press. That means that word press means that there are many things militating against me, but you know what? I press. I press towards the mark. Then he said, Mark. And getting to that mark is not very easy. So I press. Later he said that I put my body under. Lest after preaching to many, I be a castaway. I put my body under. After preaching to many, I think I spoke to a pastor one time when he told me that all of a sudden, when he sees beautiful girls in the church, his heart is moving. He said, Boy, you need a retreat. Don't wait till you get into trouble before you deal with yourself. You have to be hard on yourself and soft on other people. If you find yourself as a married man looking at young girls, two men, two, don't wait for some, don't, don't let your name be found there. Make up your mind. Something has to happen. If you overhug, don't hug again. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to be tough on yourself. There are some heights where you fall from them. You will not get up without scars. And some of those scars can be permanent. This is how a believer should think. Tayo, Tayo, the end of drama. I think he has left now. He's about leaving. Okay, his wife has been in America since and he's going to. We just came to terminal that uh, um, they've given him the whole thing to travel to America and then to do his schooling there. He told me last week. And when we were talking outside, I sat at the back there praying. So he came to me during the week and then we were talking. And he was telling me something. The father was a pastor of CAC or so. He's a pastor of CAC somewhere in the Ondo State or Ikito, Oshogbo, Oshogbo. And he said that, ah, I cannot do anything that will affect the name that that man has labeled. He said, my grandpa, my father, strong Christian family, he said, it won't be my turn that I will do something that the name will go down. He said, I would rather die, resign, than to do something 
that will affect that name. It's a transgenerational name that has been protected. It won't be my turn that they write in newspaper or write somewhere that the son of so-and-so did this. A decision. Hallelujah. What do you see concerning the remaining days of this year? And how far do you want to go? This is why we talk about dream and vision. You can move from where you are to anywhere you want to go to. But it will take a vision and discipline to follow the vision. I believe Elisha had it at the back of his mind always that I'm going to receive double portion from this guy. When he left his job to come and serve the guy, he said, I will receive. And Elijah, I think I must say, talk briefly about that. Elijah was a difficult man to serve. Make no mistake about it, he was a very rough prophet. Very rough. Rough in speech and in everything. Imagine somebody said that the king is calling and he said, Fire should roast them. If you are serving that kind of person, you should be careful because he might roast too one day or so. I mean, that was the kind of person Elijah was. The Bible said that he was very hearing man. He wasn't even very handsome. We led that gadol around him. And John took after him, eating locust and wide honey. No wonder he was a wild man. And he was serving. Elisha was a big-time businessman who left his business to serve his eyes. He set his eyes on the goal. When he said, what do you want? He didn't think twice. He said, this is what I want. I heard of a man who had a brief audience with one of the richest men in Nigeria. And he asked, what do you want? And he said, ah, I don't know. When he left, the guy told his spirit that this guy is a fool. I don't want to see the lights of my presence again. Jesus I blind Bartimaeus the same thing. So the man was like, so you are 29. The man should be about 27, 29. You, you have not thought of how I can change your life and I have the capacity. I asked you what you are saying. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. He said, if I allow you to go and think and come back, you will come up with pseudo things. When you give money to that kind of person, you will waste the money. Because that thing is coming, it's an afterthought. He's think, now thinking about what to do with the money you're about to give him. But somebody who has been on purpose, you'll be laboring to reach out. When they ask you, 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 you don't think twice. Are you with me? Is somebody with me tonight? There is a demand on you. You are important to God. You are important to your generation. You are important to your family. Saviors will arise out of Zion. You are one of the saviors. Rise up and start living like one. So third of the New Testament, written by Apostle Paul, not by Peter, because he was the only one that was a lawyer. I was very educated. Capacity. And as soon as he got born again, he went farther than any other person. He was the only one that said that one thing I do. Today he visited Rome, he visited the fisher, he didn't stop, they just continued. So he was the only one that could talk to all the churches. How far do you want to go? When you have a break at work and you are told, what do you do? What's your normal day, an unstructured day, when they have not given you demand? Do you have a personal timetable that drives you? Or you wait for somebody to drive you? One of the signs of being a prisoner is that you are commanded to do everything you are doing. Prisoners have the time they eat, light out, they must go to bed. Everything they do is structured. Not by themselves, by someone else. But a free man puts responsibility on himself. And he says that the journey is far. 
So I am going to pursue with everything that is in me. In the next six months, what do you see? What I've shared tonight, you can deliberately say that this is my income for now. And it has to change. If you make that decision and you start, it will. We will get to that on Sunday. There is power inside every man to drive you towards what your eyes are seeing repeatedly. I told you for that was the principle that Jacob used to multiply animal. Plain ships were given back to spotted because they were focusing on spotted plants. When you focus on something and it takes the whole of your being, it will, be, it will reproduce itself in your life. It is important. The sons of this world, children of this world, are using this and they are building empires, building businesses, employing Christians and telling them not to pray in their office. The time has come for saints to rise. I have discovered that there, you don't have great, there are no great men anywhere. You only have people with great vision. Forever and ever, he who knows what to do, we command who knows how to do it. You don't need to know how to build the house to come. If you want to build the house, that is what you want to do. And you have the capacity. You will control those who know how. Oh, no, no, no. I want four windows. You don't know how to build. You are not an architect. You are not a building engineer. Or you see the vision. Because the owner of the vision, I saw the building of Bojaram. That the, the uh, what's the name of that sheikh in Dubai? When he brought in the Americans and the Europeans to build, he couldn't. They came from another country. Him, a Muslim. The people that built it were not Muslims. But he told them what he wanted. One time I went to look at that. I was in Dubai. I just decided to go and look at it. And they said, you cannot enter. So I asked them, what's the cheapest room? They said, about 750000 per night. I told them, I see. Anywhere I sleep, God is there. So I am okay with the 15000 per night hotel I'm sleeping. Very fine with it. Because he gave it his beloved sleep. 750000 per night. I know some of us, if they put it down, you won't sleep. Just sit down on the bed. <laughs> From 90 money, we say 750,000. So, so what I'm sleeping on, 750,000. Ah, they forgive me this money. <laughs> so exactly, when they say there's a conference for you there, and you're spending 10 days, 7.5 million. So I let them just give me, I only take 50,000 out of it to rent a room for some days if I was caught with somebody and come back to Nigeria with 7.5 million. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to work in a place like that, you remember? They gave you a car, put them in a hotel permanently. Beautiful hotel, somewhere on Tony Street. I used to go and call to them, they were both not married then. And they would give them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But they were paying their stipends. And the staff were talking to the management one day, how come? 3,000 per plate, morning, 3,000 after 3,000 per night. Calculate that one in one month. They told us, sir, we have parents, we have relatives in Lagos. Give all this money. Don't put us in hotel, but they said, no, that is the style of the office. Actually, there's a bit of craziness in Nigeria. People, you know, what I've found out, have you noticed that those who buy drinks for their friends don't give their friend money for school fees and all those things? They don't borrow them house rent. But they enter, they say, on me, everybody, <laughs> give them drinks. Somehow, is the way the world is. I counseled a lady one time and she told me how the boss had to sleep with her to help her out in the office and many years back. And she told me. And she was like, this is the boss that when you ask for 
5,000 race, it will never give us. You were not born again then. It will never give you. But to give yourself to him, it will give you any, any amount. It's the way the world system is structured. Terrible. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So this is a challenge tonight. From Sunday, March 1st, there are things we'll start doing in this church. Ebele was telling me two days ago, I told me, we're just saying, that, Pastor, I have a feeling that people need to start paying up in groups and start praying. And I told her, I felt the same thing in my spirit. Even people, you, I mean, when they say service is uh, starting nine, sometimes you come earlier and you just pray. Can you find somebody? See, it's part of Christianity to find a company of three, four people. It might just be for a period of three months and then you choose some other people and pray together. They invest into you, invest into them. Yeah. Like service is ending now. If you can't come early enough, maybe from next week, call somebody wait behind and pray together. If you have listened to a message that bless you, pray about it. We grow faster when we do something as a community than when we do it as individuals. And remember, and we end with this, remember very well, whatever you do for between 30 days and 60 days without breaking in one day will become a habit. It is true. If you want to pray, the easiest thing for me to do, praying for one hour is like drinking water. I pray for one hour unconsciously. It, to me, it's too low an amount. I mean, I just carry chat times. I'm reading the office. I come out, I sit down here. I, I, sit, I did that maybe two times today. Say, if I just come out, sit down here, just to pray for me. Before I look at this, already one hour. And then I repeat that at times as many as three, four times a day. It's nothing to me. But you see, I remember I started developing this from secondary school. When 30 minutes will look like six hours. But I continued. I continued. The rule is that don't break it in between. If you pray, you do it five days, and on the sixth day you stop, and then you continue. You have spoiled it again. It is true. Are you, are you hearing me? So whatever habit you want to form, just make sure that for 30 days, the first 30 days, you don't break it. If you start waking up, let's say 4 a.m. every day using alarm, after about 30 to 40 days, you will start waking up without the alarm. I don't use alarm at all. It's falling to my body. I am, I bless the name of the Lord. I wake up whenever I want to wake up. If I go to bed 2.30 and I want to wake up by 4.30, all I need to do is to think about it for two minutes. If I sit down on my bed and I think about the fact that I'm supposed to wake up by 4.30, if I think about it two, three times and I lie down to sleep, I wake up 4.25, 4.27, 4.30 or 4.33 later. It's always be five minutes before or five minutes after or on the daughter. I have never missed it in how many years. So I don't use alarm. If you say there is a meeting, we should meet somewhere at 3 a.m. I will use alarm. I will just be conscious of it when I'm going to bed. Some I'm going to wake up five minutes to or five minutes after. Listen, people are looking. I know it's not so with you. <laughs> Even the alarm. <laughs> when we were here, one of our friends, the alarm was making noise. Unconsciously carried the alarm and smashed it. And he woke up the following morning. Started asking the roommate, "Who smashed my alarm?" And they were looking at you like this. Sleep. It, it, it was. <laughs> Have you seen when some people are sleeping? Oh, it takes heaven to wake them up. If you wake up some people when they are sleeping, they kind of anger. As if they won't sleep tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I grew up in Selah. We saw a lot of this. Selah, we used to do vigil a lot. You see mothers sprinkling water 
on the face of some, just to wake up some people. There was one guy, Olubisi by name, Olubisi, very fair complexion. He was better than Jonah. In, he was an expert. Oh, the guy could sleep. Olubisi would sleep. It would take the old church to join the mother to wake him up. So we had a bridge across a river at the front of our church. There was a time they carried him and put him on the floor. So he said, mm. then he started following. Then the mom kept telling the elders who were holding her, he's not awake. But well, our mom is walking and he's following you. They got, I've seen him and one other person. I think I've told you about the one in you also. Olubisi so, crossed the bridge. And then, while the mom was talking with somebody across the bridge, he left and he came back to church to sleep. When they finally woke him up, he did not remember that he crossed the bridge. So he walked all the way outside the church, come back to the bridge unconsciously. He was still sleeping. And he walked back to come and lie down again. And by the time he woke up finally, he never remembered that he walked across the bridge. That one, we had a guy in UI also, like who did that, and you know, Ezekiel. The roommate knew that he was another Jonah, and they used to talk about him. He would sleep, and one day he told them that, please wake me up when you, to an exam time, wake me up when you are going to read. And the closest guy to his bed told them that, don't waste your time. He will not wake up. And so some guys came around and they, they felt, and so finally after putting sprinkling water, they dragged him from the bed and dragged him outside. And at the corridor, he started fighting them. I am awake. I'm not eating again. I want to sleep. He said, this is me talking. I, I remember I told you to wake me up. Now I am saying, don't wake me up again. I want to sleep. I'll read tomorrow morning. His friend kept telling that. He said, all this thing he's saying, he's not aware of what he's saying. <laughs> And he got angry the more. I am the one talking. Am I that bad? I'm telling you now. He said, this is you. Are you not that mother? I'm telling you. I am awake. I'm not reading again. I'm going back to sleep. The guy kept saying that. Honestly, the guy sounded like an idiot. Repeating it that, ah. He said, I'm telling you, he's not awake. Everybody felt like, ah, don't insult our intelligence. This guy is awake. He said he doesn't want to read again. So, okay, I told you. He said, you don't know my friend. You know, he woke up in the morning and they had a test. And he began to ring for everybody for not waking him up. As he was fighting, and they were trying to tell that, you, he just remember. You know what? When he was talking, he now told them he had a dream that they dragged him, he stood at the corridor. And so all the while, when he was saying that, I'm not in it again, it was happening in the dream world. He told them. <laughs> So as he, when he was here, he just remembered that ah, come on, that I dreamt too. So it was just a roommate and one that person that were there. The other three guys who came to they were not there again. So he asked the roommate that was lying there and I said, yes, this one ran. He said, were the three people that came to drag you out? I said, I thought I was dreaming. That in the dream, I was arguing with four or five of you. And I told you, and he repeated what he said. So actually, he was still sleeping. He thought it was happening in his dream. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands and just say these words after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have called me to something great. You said in your word, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So I know your plans are good. I make a commitment tonight. I will do all I can 
to pursue assignment for my life. I will not be lazy about it. Lives depend on my rising. So I will rise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.